Welcome to the Out of Ashan podcast. This is the Chronicles of Yahya, and we are about to go through the book of Genesis, chapter one through five. In our first interaction, we gave an overview of certain things, but we want to go in a little closer to begin to understand how did this whole situation come to being? What is the nature of the Most High? It says uh, that the that Moshe and Aaron knew the ways of the Most High, but the children only knew his acts. A child only knows what a parent does. But when you begin to understand your parents, you begin to understand their proclivities, their ways, their tendencies. And that's what we're attempting to do with the creator of all things. And he said he's given it freely to his children. So in these years of the return, as things are shifting in the spiritual environment, in the uh, actual physical environment, whether it be climate change or all the different initiatives of trying to repair or rebuild or get back to eat and to do things properly or get into alignment, the Most High is restructuring the order and he's making it more clear to his servants and to his children and those who are looking for the city whose builder and maker is the Most High because he created all things and human beings from the times of old, the scriptures share with us how human beings have tried to get back to that full um, uh, God or um, supernatural state through which it came from, but trying to overthrow. And as we said earlier, Satan was the first one who was kicked out of that. The, 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 the scriptures talk about different heavens. So when you hear of different heavens, just meaning dimensions. And Paul talked about there's many heavens, but he went to the third heaven or to a third dimension, a different dimension here. So Satan was kicked out of the main domain of where the most high dwells, which is beyond space. It's beyond anything physical is in that realm we call spiritual. And like I said before, the easiest way to create an awareness of that realm is to understand that it's in the mind in the emotion, in those intangibles that control this physical environment. So though you may not fully be able to articulate in your mind or understand it with your, um, in your understanding, spiritual wisdom, spiritual understanding, the Most High is releasing will give to you for those who he sees fit to see that. Those who are seeking, those who are walking in uprightness, he begins to reveal himself to you. So we're going to walk through Genesis chapters one through five to get an overview of what was the cosmic order what was happening in the macro when the most high created all these things and then how does it impact us as those who are the firstborn and those who are humans on this earth that have gone by the way of the the dust the scripture says but the the word is more of a soil who was made from the soil so you go into Genesis chapter one and it starts off that the most high created all things in the beginning, the most high created the heavens and the earth. It is impossible for us to fully understand who the most high is. I want to start with that first in my limited understanding, overstanding in this small time, whether it's 80 years, 100 years, however long we stay in this physical form realm, we cannot understand the fullness of the most high the beauty of this earth that we can come in we're born we take another form or we die as some would say we are able to breathe we're able to interact with the physical environment and have no control of it i always think about in the in the beginning where it says he made the heavens and the seas and made it after its kind 
And I want to read a little bit of that so you can see after the most high created light in, in, in verse three and then in verse four, it says, and the most high saw the light that it was good and the good and, and, and the most high divided the light from the darkness. He divided it perfectly. And that was the first day. As we see in verse five, he called the light day and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. So there was a split. What is that? That's the spring equinox. That's what we just celebrated in the first Chronicles when the most I said at the beginning of the year, according to the Southern Hemisphere. So right now I'm in Los Angeles. It's 930 p.m. PST or PDT. Right. But in the Holy Land or in South Africa or in the in the garden, it's about 630. So the sun is just rising in the Sabbath in the land that I'm uh, naturally from, even though I'm in the north or I'm in the captivity. I'm in a unfamiliar territory to my physical original existence. And that's important to understand that, yes, you can be planted in other places, just like you can put a palm tree in the desert. But the palm tree is supposed to be producing some type of life form that is not. And it's just here for an aesthetic. Speaking of palm trees in, Amer in, in Los Angeles, when I found out that they were um, brought over and it's not natural to this environment, it plays into the whole understanding of what Hollywood is and understanding that context of Holly and um, the, the etymological root words to how that came about is more of a spell or uh, the way things are, are created in storytelling. So these terms, we have to understand what they mean so you can understand spiritually and mentally what is happening. And then the most I brings your awareness. But that's um, another point. We will continue to move forward. So the light and day was the first day. September 23rd was the equinox. So within the reverberation of time, the most high made it day and night the first day. So that's the first day. Spring equinox is the first day of the year. So the spring is the beginning. Um, it's the beginning of new life because winter is more of when nature is going through a cycle of death and, and cleanse and purification to then come into the spring with new life. Right. And that's in the month of September, um, which is the ninth month in the in the Gregorian calendar. And my cousin made a great point as I talked to him on the Sabbath um, while he's in, in the Holy Land or in the Garden West, a.k.a. Ghana, where I'm from. So we communicate on the Sabbath and communicate uh, and talk about the ways of the Most High and the Most High visits us beautifully and shares with us more insight into what he's doing in the earth and what he's doing in our own personal lives and things of that nature, the macro and the micro, the cosmic um, order, the law, gravity. Those are the cosmic orders that the most high dwells in. That's his realm or the most high's realm because the most high is neither male nor female spirit, right? So the most high dwells, but we're made in his image. So at times um, because of the, the Y and the Z chromosome, the Y within the male chromosome, um, we refer to him, uh, refer to the Most High as he. He does have feminine uh, qualities as well, because in Genesis chapter one, verse 26, he said, and he, we were made in the image. Let me read it so that you get it exactly. Then the Most High said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all that the earth is creeping. So the Most High created everything after the first day. And then you go into this order and you're seeing this 
divine order of how he created things um, in the the environment first first he created the environment he created the firmament separated the waters that's why you have cloud as water or vapor um solid liquid that all those concepts we learn in science comes from this alignment that the most high gives a snapshot of in the book of genesis that's why you find within genesis as we said last week gene um you you find a root words like gene genome genetics genealogy generation genesis the beginning of the, the the first root so when the most high created all things in this seventh day then he created man so he created the environment for us brought the cattle the, we call forth the, the plants the, the 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 luminaries that's why it's important that the times go by the luminaries what the most high said that's the cosmic order or law cosmic law says the sun goes up you go to you're up. Sun goes down, you go down. Now, do people go to sleep when the sun goes down? No, obviously. But at some point, your body will submit because the most high created. But in its natural form, sun up, sun down. That's why when you go to nations that aren't as westernized or nations that they call are developing. So we have to define developing. But developing nations, they um, usually when we're in the garden, when I would travel to Uganda, if I would travel, they, they go up. You see the sun is up. You hear the, the rooster crow, people are out there working while they have the light because they don't have a lot of access to, to electricity within the um, circuit of what we call development. But it's a beautiful thing to be in alignment with nature. And when nature is moving, we're moving. So we move according to that. That's, to me, the only world. But we have the ability to advance and, man and maneuver and manipulate um, the environment to make it work in our favor but ultimately what is the end result of all of the the technology or the uh, environments that we've created usually it's causing to decadence it's, it's causing to destruction but it can be used for good so either way it can be used for good but it's usually um, being used to destroy the environment so that's why we're thinking about going green cutting back on fossil fuels that kind of thing but in its inception because it was going against nature. We was using, misusing, mixing the unoriginal, GMOing the environment. It begins to what? Begat more GMO. However you move, and we're going to see that in Genesis, that when the human whom the Most High gave dominion over the earth begins to maneuver the earth, the earth is alive as well and will begin to respond either in favor but in, or rejection. And in this case, most of it is rejection because Adam and Eve went against the natural order and by listening to Satan who was thrown out and now they have opened up the gateway for more destruction to come in to reset itself again that's why the scriptures talk about in the book of Revelation there'll be a new heaven and a new earth the most High is going to his word what he said from the beginning is going to happen he just allowed human beings to be a part of the process right and when you're a part of the process that means you have a responsibility because whatever you do it is creating your thought processes, your ways of being, your actions, your repetitiousness is creating a world because you are made in the image. So in Genesis chapter 27, we read 26, 27 says, so the most high created man in his own image and in his likeness, he created him male and female. He created them male and female. So then in Genesis 2, it goes into how, how he took the male, the atom or the atom, the seed, and then birthed 
and then the woman came from the rib and all that. But ultimately, in the in the fullness of who the Most High is, and I'm circling all the way back to what I was saying earlier, is that we are all made in the image of the Most High. So the Most High is neither male nor female, but he exhibits through those two genders because he created both sides to multiply. That was the the ultimate goal of why the most I did so you can reproduce yourself because you can see throughout scripture he'll say after its own kind and he made this and it made it after its own kind that's when we get to Genesis chapter 2 thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished and on the seventh day the most high when he had ended his work what did he end he ended it by creating its original first Genesis its first seed and caused it, said, be fruitful, multiply, do this, do that. And it does what it's supposed to do. Everything on the earth has a purpose. Every insect, every um, situation that arises, every molecule, every tree, every anything you see in this physical environment has a purpose. And once it's been um, thrown off its track, then it begins to Realter itself to find its way back to Eden, find its way back to the beginning. So in Genesis chapter two, um, verse two says the most high had a Sabbath and now we're on the Sabbath right now, the seventh day. So 23rd of, of, of September was the spring equinox. You push seven days forward. That's the Sabbath. When it, wherever the equinox is, seven days in Sabbath, another seven days, 14. What does that become? Passover. So you're, you're getting to understand the nature of the most high. Another seven days, 21 days in that that seven day period, unleavened bread. These are the feasts of the most high in Leviticus chapter 23. We won't go there yet, but we will acknowledge them as we're moving through these chronicles. And the next time we have it, it would be on the Passover that we'll be having this time. So the most I say he will align the times and the season, which we'll see shortly that when it was thrown off, it threw all of us off but now that in these years of the return the most high is resetting the order and when he resets the order the nations have to be um realigned as well so the judgments begin to happen and the judgments is to bring back to eden bring back to the original state back to the natural order no man no human being no woman no thing no war no government no entities can stop the move of the most high when he's ready, when, as he's moving, he moves in ways that you can't explain, that we can't even see, we can't fathom. So when we talk about who the most high is, that's the only name to give that super being who's beyond the book. This book can't even contain the most high. It's just a framework to help realign us to what's already in you. He said the word will be in you and my children know my voice. So this is for those who has an ear to hear. For some, it's going to sound like white noise. To some, it's going to be an offense. To some, they're going to think it's dumb, it's boring, all kinds of things. And that's okay. We're looking for the remnant. We're looking for those whom the Most High is setting apart in these years of the return, in these years of plenty, because the years of famine are coming, just as we saw with Joseph and the ancestral documentation in Genesis, where you see that Joseph went ahead to preserve a people that they may not uh, pass away but we'll get there when we get to that part of the storyline because this is really important for us is to lay the foundation so that you understand the ways of the most high so genesis chapter two we go down um and he says um and and the most high 
formed man, verse 7, Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, and the Most High formed man from the dust of the ground, meaning in that Hebrew word or that word there is um, like soil, dark soil. Um, the soil, let me see if I can find it here. Yeah, the, the, the word is Adama. Adama, which means from the ground, from the dirt, from the soil. He created uh, he he them from the ground, the piece of ground, plot of land from the dirt. So from the ground and breathed in him and became a living being. So the most high took the earth after he created it, took a portion of the earth and formed everything else. He spoke, he said, let there be bring cattle, bring whales, bring sea creatures, bring. But he formed man and made him in his likeness and in his image, gave us a spirit. All of these other physical environment don't have spirit. We have spirit. We have the ability to decide. We have the ability to create. That's the breath. That's the nature. So we're spirit beings encapsulated in a physical environment to be um, present or able to operate in this plane. But there's other spirit. The scriptures refer to them as disembodied. Don't have the physical environment but moves as personalities, move as energy, moves as um, um, spirits, demons. There's different levels and, and dimensions of spirit world, spirit beings, spirit spaces. Just like you have different types of human beings, different types of flowers, different types of birds, different types. So everything you see in the physical environment is replicated in the unseen realm, which controls this realm. Or we call that the spiritual spaces. And once the nations understood that, that's when they came in and wanted to take the book to maneuver and manipulate it into their liking after their image, because that's what Satan's been after from the beginning. So you see what was the war about in Genesis chapter three after male and female. Satan went to and asked the woman um, in verse two of Genesis three says the woman uh, and um, sorry, let's start with verse one. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field that the Most High had made. And he said to the woman, has, most, has the Most High indeed said you shall not eat of every tree from the garden? Look at the, the posing of the question. He, there's a little bit of a truth there to, to begin to incite rebellion, to re incite. You have the nature as well. And she did and she does. She was the beginning of creation. So she had so much power. She was a different type of human being than we know now. We're trying to read the scriptures from our English, from our mint, from our Western, from our uh, 2000, 21st century uh, mindset when this is written way before uh, at least America ever started, before most of the nations that we know have started, before England started, before all these, this, this scripture has been around since before even the beginning of AD or 1 AD, where we're at now is what, 20, 23 AD. So over 2000 years, these, these manuscripts have been in circulation in one form or another, right? We know that to be, to have a lot of pr proof and truth to it. Now, whether people adhere to it or not, that's a whole nother conversation, but the scriptures are still here and there's a spiritual reason for that. And that's what we need to understand and understand. Um, and, and I, I, I want to step back one, one quick step before I go into chapter three, I want to step back a second for chapter two, 
in verse, um, we go back to the garden. It says the Most High created a garden eastward. And then out of the ground, the Most High made every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. So the Most High created all these beautiful things, these trees. And then the scriptures begin to give you a, a location of where this garden was made before he put man or human beings, male and female, Adam and Eve, into it to till it, to take care of it, to be the caretakers of this earth. He said in verse 10, now a river went out of Eden to water the garden. And there were, uh, and from there it parted and became four river heads. The name of the first was the Pishon, and it skirts the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold, and the gold of the land is good, and in Belgium, uh, Delium, sorry, and the onyx stone are there. The name of the second river is Gehan. It is the one which goes around the whole land of Ethiopia, or in some translations, it says Cush. All of Ethiopia. It, so it says Ethiopia, and you also have um, archaeologists um, that spoke about um, Ethiopia or Lucy was the oldest bones found, and it was found in Hadar, Ethiopia. So this paleoanthropologist Donald uh, Johansson and French geologist Maurice Talib nicknamed the skeleton Lucy after the Beatles. Right. So. They were mixing uh, their understanding of a, of a bones that they say was 3.2 million uh, years old and stood um, about three feet tall and had powerful. So this is the, the mitochondrial Eve. These are all different takes of the same specific of the same thing. Eve. Right. And it was in the eastern part. The oldest bones are found in the eastern part. The scripture says it's in Ethiopia. So all of these different land um, titles that we have now are current. They, these There's different names there at the time. But Ethiopia is a strong vibration that the Most High put there that is still here, although it's in a state of being now. It's in a different state, but it's still at the same location still in the same space, in the same vicinity, even though it's been marked up differently because of the different people, groups and such that have come, whether it be um, the, the different types of colonization that happened throughout the garden. Uh, it also happened um, in Ethiopia, even though it was much different. Um, but you had from the Italians, you know, Mussolini and all that, and, and even further back with Haile Selassie when he was put into exile. So there's different types of captivities that we've been through throughout the garden and we've been spread throughout the nations, but the Most High still preserved certain areas. So that Genesis 2 portion is extremely important to who Adam and Eve was. Where did they come from? How did they look? They were the firstborn. They were sitting right at the middle of the earth and as a, at the center. And even if you talk about, even if you talk about Pangea, still sitting in the center there the the continent they call africa or the garden is still in the center and adam and eve uh being born there lets you know where the location of the garden is so we jump back to or we get back to uh, uh, genesis chapter three and now he's asking her you shall not die if you eat every tree of the garden and in verse two it says and the woman said to the serpent we may eat the free, we can eat the trees of the garden. So he's playing to our emotions, mixing up um, 
the truth with a, a deception, a different slight to it so that it becomes a, a, a jurisdictional infraction for him to be able to come into this realm and to control, to dominate because he's been trying to do that from the beginning. But the most I kicked him out of that realm and that war is still happening. So later on, as you know, they both fall into sin or go outside of the Most High's covenant, out of the jurisdiction and get kicked out of the garden, both Adam and Eve and the curse for Adam. So let's go to what the Most High says to them. Verse 13, and the Most High said to the woman, what is this you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. So the people, so the Most High said to the um, serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed among all the cattle and from every beast of the field. You will be on your belly, shall go and eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity, I'll put a, a war between you and the woman. There's a war between Satan and the woman that the Most High spoke of years ago. How is that looking today? How does that show up today? What's the war against the woman? And between your seed, this is the curse he's talking to Satan. Satan using a physical form of a serpent. Not going to get into that. Between your seed and her seed, and he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. So Satan has a seed. What is seed? It has physical, a physical representation, physical represent children, seed and her seed. So there's a war between Satan's seed and Eve's seed. And that war is still happening. So we need to understand who is Satan's seed and who is the seed of Eve or the seed of, of Adam. And people usually just chalk it up to, you know, the Savior came and died and destroyed. That's absolutely a critical portion. That's a, an amazing portion that our king came and set the spiritual nature back in alignment to the way the Most High created it. And that the physical is now catching up with what was done in the spirit space. So everything that's done and that we see that law all the time. You see a great product come out like, wow, this is amazing. I'm going to use this. It's going to do great. But that was in ideation. It was in thought process. It was in spirit for maybe three, four, five, ten years before it physically showed up for you to enjoy. So you can see by the signs of the time. That's why the Savior, our Savior was trying to teach us by the signs, these signs, you will know the signs of the time. This will be happening when this is going to happen, when this is when the end is coming. These things are going to happen. So you need to understand that. And he gave us all the clues. And then even through some of the writings of Paul, whether it be in the book of Timothy, says in the last days, perilous times shall come for men shall be lovers of themselves. What do we see all the time? Everyone loves themselves. I'm not saying in a healthy way, in an unhealthy way, don't love yourself. I'm saying the narcissistic way, which is me only. And it's not in in connection and in um, awareness of the earth and its inhabitants moving in that space is me and me only, but that only leads to death. So you see, they get kicked out of the garden. That was the curse uh, for them. And then the woman, he said, I'll greatly multiply the sorrow in conception and pain and childbearing where you bring forth and you will have your, um, and your desire shall be for your husband. And he shall rule over you. So the relationship, when he says rule over you, we need to go further into that. And I'm not going to do that right now, but the point is at the beginning in Genesis chapter one, verse 26 and 27, verse 27 says he made both male and female. There was an equality there. When she got deceived, when he got deceived, there was a change of order. And the order has now has put an odds against 
the male and the female, especially even in our communities, you see the homes are broken from so many different angles because of this original jurisdictional infraction in which they reverberated. So that's what I'm telling you. These people weren't just normal human beings as we know it. That's why when you read further on, uh, that seed line is now what? Being passed down to children where Abel paid. That energy was so strong. Death was so strong in their culture that it it just brought so much havoc. And that's what Genesis 1 through 5 is all about. Because just what they did reverberated throughout time for hundreds of years. So the spirit space, what you do there goes for three to four generations because that's the way the most high made it. So the decisions we're making right now is setting the stage for three to four to five generations. So if that principle is true and we can see the ways of the most high in the scriptures, what are we doing right now? Scripture talks about these times. So we have to pay attention and really get the overstanding as the most high to guide us through these times, these times of change, these times that where he's bringing correction. The nations think that they're moving forward, but the most high is bringing correction. And the way he corrects things is my ways are not your ways. You think I'm going to come with a big siren and come with do, 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 do. I don't need none of that. You can see it through ancestral documentation in, in Exodus that the most high was moving through nature. So when we see different things happening in nature, the earth is constantly communicating with us, but we don't know how to communicate or understand when the earth is speaking and the most high is speaking through creation. So the most High has given us so many signs through creation to our specific hearts. He sends his servants to come and tell you. But in most cases, people reject it because the, 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 the tree is good. It feels good. I've been there. It, it, it's, it, it can be overwhelming because everything seems like it's good. But when you break it down to its finest, its last molecule, you begin to see that it brings death and it's not the proper way. Now, once again, it doesn't mean you can't have fun and do good, but you can do it in righteousness. You can do it according to the order and righteousness. I don't mean in a religious way. I mean, righteous in alignment with not only your conscience, your spirit, nature, others, goodness in all ways is still it, it reverberates goodness. So Genesis chapter three, four. Now we have. They're kicked out of the garden and now they're on the outside of the most high's presence. That's what throws us off is when we're not in his presence, when he's not in the cool of the day, he would walk with the children. So when he has left us or we have pushed ourselves outside of his presence, we are now vulnerable to demonic, to the negative, to the wicked, to the trickery, to the all kinds of stuff can happen or will happen because now you're outside of the presence. But when you're in covenant, he said, my angels shall give angels my angels send my angels bring charge over you he that dwelleth in the secret place psalm 91 he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty and i will say of the most high he is my refuge and my fortress my my savior my king in him will i trust and no evil shall befall thee nor shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling he's going to protect you on every side he even protects your family he moves in a different type of environment for you and you can see that even amongst our people though we've been scattered though we've been broken though it seems like everything is against us nowhere you find us in our right mind or find us in our own uh, abilities or in our own uh, autonomy where we're ruling ourselves because the most high is our king the most high is our ruler we rejected his ways our ancestors rejected the ways in certain aspects but in certain ways our ancestors honored the way so that's why the most high sustained the seed for so long because he promised abram that he would sustain the seed he would sustain the seed 
and bring it back to the land when he spoke to Abram. Where was Abram? We're going to get there. So Genesis chapter four, you have Cain, Abel. Cain was a tiller of the ground, which the most high cursed. Let's see what the, he said. Cursed in verse uh, three, verse 17. Then the most I said to Adam, because you have heeded to the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying you shall not eat. Cursed is the ground for your sake and toil. You shall eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorn and thistles it shall be. Uh, bring forth to you and you shall eat the herb of the field and in the sweat of your face you shall eat the bread till the return till you return to the ground for out of it you were taken to dust you shall return so that one action because he was such a superhuman it reverberated into his genetics into his genome all the way to all of us right now who are a part of the 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 seed of adam and we to this day still have been kicked out of the garden we can't touch the resources. We walk around, but we can't, we can, we can touch it, but we can't control it. We can't have any say because we lost that position. And the only way back is to repent and to be in a state of repentance towards the most high, not towards people, not begging and asking people to forgive us for the loans. That's, that's in the earth realm. I'm talking about in the spirit realm first. Father, forgive us. Forgive what our forefathers did. That's what Nehemiah did when he was rebuilding the walls. He said, forgive me for what me and my father's house did when we sinned so wickedly against you. We gave up our position. We gave up our, our choice. We gave up our, our duty to chase other gods, to do other things. So when we come back to him, what does he say? I will heal the land. I will change the land and, and heal it. Make it. I will change the, the, the infraction. I'm the great judge. I can throw throw the book i can move things around and that's what the most High is calling us to do in these last days or these years of the return the change that's coming he said the the most high is building a city whose builder and maker is the most high that's what paul was talking about whose city and builders and the most high is building a new way he's going to show us the new jerusalem he's going to show us the new way a place where he's going to dwell where his name will dwell because we want to be in his presence wherever his presence is that's where healing is that's where joy is real joy not joy of what man can give or the joy of having a house or a car and all the physical things. Those are temporary. He says, seek first the kingdom. Then all that is nothing. It's just different forms of the earth. It really isn't that big a deal. But we've been learned, lured into a lower position and constantly being lower. So it's lowering the anatomy of who we are as superhuman beings to be able to take care of the earth. So when Adam and Eve did what they did at the beginning, when the first of the firstborn did that at the highest levels. That's why you see after chapter five, and here are the generations. I mean, sorry, let's go to four. He, his sons paid for. So Cain was a tiller of the ground. So that's where you could see that anger. You can see that, that curse, the most I cursed it. Why are you offering it back to me? What I cursed. Um, and he was up being, he was his, his countenance had fallen and he allowed the enemy to get in just like it did to his mom seed of Satan and seed of Eve or Adam and, and Cain followed the way of Satan. He followed the way of death. And then the most High put a mark on him and said, you will be a vagabond in the earth and you will not find any race, any rest. So he says, and the most High said to Cain, where is Abel, your brother? This is verse nine. And he said, I do not know my brother. I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? 
And the most High said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Blood speaks. Just like uh, we had some of our brothers and sisters who are coming back to the garden, coming back to Ghana, and they went through their DNA and their DNA was able to tell them through the DNA. They were able to tell us where their oldest paternal marker was and was able to reconnect with their family. The blood still speaks. That was a 400 year trip four generational cycle. He said, I'll bring you back in the fourth generation, Genesis chapter 15, which we'll get there later. So you see here so beautifully, he says, um, and the blood cries out. So now you are cursed. The most High is the only one who cursed Cain. Noah cursed Ham. That's a human being. And that's still a huge curse. But the bigger curse, and, and, and we'll get there later. I'm not going to get into that now. But he says, so now you are cursed from the earth in verse 11, Genesis 14, 11. So now you are cursed from the earth, which he has opened, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood. When you till the ground, no, uh, it shall no longer yield you its strength. So the earth is going to be against you. the earth. It can be against you where you don't have access to it. So that's what the enemy and the fallen like us to do is to sin against the most high, sin against the earth. So we constantly are destroying ourselves. Human beings, I'm talking about, of all races are being destroyed because that we keep submitting ourselves to the, the fallen energies, to negative things that are contrary principles that are that govern this realm. We think we're going to outdo it. That's insanity. That means that's possession. We didn't talk about the, the different levels of um, brokenness that comes in the spirit space uh, when it comes to the mental and emotional realities, the focus of thoughts and emotion, the emotional cycles. If it's not guarded, we'll encounter intrusions in that process to change the outcome of the intended reality. So it starts with the oppression and obsession. Sorry, it starts with an obsession idea or a thought that continually preoccupies or intrudes into a person's mind. Then after it begins to fester and gain ground, it goes into a suppressive mode. This is a, psycholog a psychological defense mechanism. It has a type of motivated, uh, a type of motivated uh, forgetting in which it, the individual consciously attempts to stop thinking about a particular thought. It is often associated with obsessive compulsiveness. Right. A lot of our diseases, the different things we say that we have, like, oh, I have ADHD and I have this and I have that. It finds itself rooted in spiritual realities. So you talk about oppression, suppression, then it goes into a depression. And a depression is when it's severe dependency, dejection. That's when it's getting deeper into your roots. Right. And most of the time we try to fix it through chemicals and other things. And that has some temporary effect. And sometimes it can help numb but ultimately if it's not dealt in a spiritual way you're not going to get the full result so it goes from de depression into a possession and when the possession kicks in that's when those entities can come in and really move um, on a whole another level so you're seeing here that Cain um, went through the cycle and now he said you are marked you will till the ground and longer give it strength to you. A fugitive and a vagabond, you will be on the earth. And Cain said to the Most High, my punishment is too great for me to bear. Surely you have driven me out this day. So what he driven me out of your, you driven me from the face of the ground and out of your presence. I can't even handle that. Why would I, please help me. I can't be a fugitive and a vagabond. What will happen? Someone will kill me. He said, no one will kill you. 
I will sustain you. So you see, the Most High's ways are so incredible that he still sustained Cain, even though Cain was a wicked indiv individual and he did such wickedness that reverberating into his genes and, and brought in a whole realm of, of peoples that are connected with the, the fallen. That's where you will get into that when we get into Genesis chapter six of how there was a mixing. There was a splicing because those human beings were non-GMO humans. And you can see in chapter five now, we get to the final one for our, our um, connection today. The final one was chapter five. What do we get in chapter five? We see that Enosh, Seth, Canaan, Mahaliel, all these people begat the next person. They were living to 800 years, 900 years, 500 years. What do we got here? He says Enosh, Seth was 800 years and seven years when he had sons and daughters. So this is a t different type of human being. This is before Genesis chapter six is when the flood comes in. And when the flood comes in, that's when the human genome brought down even lower. And then it goes down another level and then Abraham starts. So you're seeing this do, 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 a constant breaking down. So now we're at the lowest level, but the most high is now going to resurge it. So that's why in the New Testament, they talk about a new body, a new heaven, a new earth, a new because it's just going to be renewed. So there's a lot of different ways to interpret those things. And we look forward to tapping into that more. So Genesis one through five is so important to understanding the ways of the most high, seeing that he moves in in kinds. And then according to generations and then the decisions you make will affect generations to come and affect the Cain and Abel, which were Adam and Eve seed, and then all the different seeds that came after them. And then you were ending up now in Genesis chapter five, where Noah comes and Noah becomes the beginning of a new shift because the earth was going out of whack and now is, is turning the corner. And you see also here that the book in chapter five, it says that that Enoch. In, in 524, it says, Enoch walked with the Most High and was not, for the Most High took him. So when you read the book of Enoch, you get a snapshot of what things were, how things were going or how things were, what was happening before Genesis 6, which is the flood comes when there's the first wipeout, the first of the global warming. It'll, it was used with water. This time it's fire. That's why it's warming. Right. So it's another cyclical earth, wind, fire. There's different cycles, summer, winter. You, you, the Most High is bringing that information back to us again so we can begin to understand and move in a different type of awareness. But Enoch shares with us stuff that was, that's, going to, that's happening now and that's going to happen because he had seen it being the high level human being he was and be able to know the Most High at such a level and to write a book. Now you can say, we don't want to know if that's the this and did it. That's for every book. But that's why he said he was, the spirit has to lead you into the truth. But those the books become frameworks that we use and the most high shares with us his glory and his ways so that we can be realigned to the 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 the, the ways um, that the most high created things. And I want to end with a psalm that is really beautiful. Psalm 82. I want to end with that. And I'll catch you next week. Psalm 82. And the most high stands in the congregation of the mighty. He judges among the gods, small g. How long will you judge unjustly and show partiality to the wicked? Selah. Defend the poor and the fatherless. He didn't ask them, get some money first before you help them. He said, defend the poor and the fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and the needy. Deliver the poor and the needy. Free them from the hand of the wicked. How do you free them? By freeing them in their mind and their soul and their spirit and getting to them and giving for them. 
that's what we're doing through the Ashana Foundation. We're helping those who are in the um, are the the throwaways, the ones that no one wants. The most I said, go and deliver, go and heal, begin to teach and share and show them. And some of these projects that we're doing, you're going to have an opportunity to be a part of it as well and to give so that um, these things can begin to manifest glory in your own life and you'll begin to see the results. This isn't some um, kind of um, Ponzi scheme or some kind of plea to try to, you know, oh, we sending that money over there. You don't know what they're doing with that. No, you're going to be able to see. You're going to see the fruit. We're going to have them come on. We're going to share their stories. You're going to be able to give specifically to specific things. And also, as you give, you get to be a part of it. We took a group of when we've already tried this and we've already been operating in this space. We took a group of people who sold into the work we were doing at the Ashan Foundation doing the Back to Eden initiative. They became a part of it. They even did education around it, came, are a part of the projects, and now are a part of what we're doing. So you become a part. I know you heard part a thousand times, but you become a part of it because the Most High said, I will gather them from the four corners of the earth and I will help them rise. So you become a, a conduit with what you have, wherever you are, wherever you, the scripture said, wherever you find yourself in captivity, once you begin to wake up, you have to ask yourself and be acknowledged like, okay, wow, I was here. Now I'm here. How do I get back to Eden? How do I get back on track? And we're giving avenues through which that can happen, where you can come to the, the, the land of promise. You can come to the Holy land. You can come to the garden and be a part of what we're doing and to and, and help each other. We do a hand up approach. You're not doing handouts. It's not the little kid on the screen with the flies saying, give, because his stomach is big. Nah, these are people who are who have access to the land that have a gift, have talent. You also have gift. You have talent. And when it comes together, it's unstoppable. So that's the movement that we're doing. We're moving in the spirit space. We're not moving according to the flesh. And we want you to be a part of these things. So he said, go defend the poor, the fatherless, do justice to the wicked, uh, to the afflicted and the needy, deliver the poor and the needy, free them from the hand of the wicked. Verse five, they do not know, nor do they understand. They walk in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are unstable or out of whack. All the foundations are off. Why? Because of what Adam and Eve did. But we're going back to Eden. We are getting back in alignment with the Most High. We are learning his ways again. We're learning the way he created in the luminaries, the signs that he's put in. Enoch helps with those with that process because he saw the earth in its beauty before it really began to tank and the most I had to wipe it out. Verse six, I said, you are gods and you are children of the most high, but you shall die like men and fall like one of the princes. Arise, O most high, judge the earth for you will inherit all nations because the nations are the most highs anyway. So he's already inherited the nations. And he's making himself known in and through us as we move forward in his work and in his doing. So these are the chronicles. I see uh, so much of the beauty of the Most High happening in the scriptures and in our personal lives. And we will continue to move forward in these years of return and paying attention to what's going on in the world from a prophetic lens. I'll catch you next week.